is Express FM. Supported by City of Portsmouth College. We are passionately Pompey. That's the final action of this match. Portsmouth are going to Wembley. Can it be forced in? It can! Portsmouth have scored! And what a huge goal that could be! Pure, unadulterated Pompey. With the talent and the players that we've got and the ambition, I think there's no reason why we can't put our minds to promotion. Action and reaction. We've been in League One for too long and there's no guarantee, but you know there's a real sense of urgency and ambition to gain promotion. Giving Pompey fans a voice. No more looking back now for football. We're going to try to create something that's really exciting. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate. 12 games in and Pompey are second in League One with six wins and three draws from nine league matches as well as two outings in the Carabao Cup and one in the EFL Trophy 2. There's no game this weekend for the Blues due to international call-ups but there is for the women. We'll be previewing their National League Cup game against Crawley Wasps a little later in the show. I'll also be welcoming Tom Malley and Alex Fletcher on the show soon to discuss the men's incredible start to the new season. And of course, Blues fans tuning in from all around the world back home tonight. We want to hear from you between now and seven o'clock as well. All the usual methods. 81400 is the number to text. Start your messages with the word express. You can email sport at expressfm.com, tweet using at expressfm or head over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. So... The three of us here in the studio and, of course, you guys back home will be reviewing the season so far for the Pompey, the men, that is. And then a little later on, we'll be previewing the Pompey Women's Cup game against the Crawley Wasps at Fleetland's Ground on Sunday. But first, let's take a little listen back to how the campaign has gone so far here on the Football Hour, sponsored by Stagecoach South. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. But I know it's crazy to believe in silly things, but it's not that easy. And a happy new season to you at home. We're underway. The ball is high in the centre of the field. One by Jacobs, who has gone out to the left-hand side immediately. Sheffield Wednesday with possession. They're a bit sloppy with it. Bishop can't win it. And Wednesday played out to this near left-hand side. Wednesday could be in behind. And there's a good chance for Windass. Windass has got loads of options. Can he find one? He's taken all day. Chance goal. on the right wing he hasn't got too many options what can he do here Pack he's trying to drive to the dead ball line can he get the cross in I think he can header is going to go into the net and Porter the equalised Connor Ogilvy almost in slow motion the ball went past David Stockdale it's Pack's excellent work down the right hand side he kept the ball in and Ogilvy's looping header found the back of the net Sheffield Wednesday one Porter the one Portsmouth don't get the good clearance they want from Ragged and Delhi Bashir who's got it 30 yards out hits it and he scores it's Griffiths away down to his right hand side and Bishayu Delhi Bashiru ensures that Portsmouth led for less than two minutes drilled into the bottom corner Sheffield Wednesday 2 Portsmouth 1 Higgard not a great first 
first touch. He's got it on the right. He's got only Bishop to aim for. Bishop's chance. Bishop's header off the bar. He's going to go the net. And Porter have scored. Bishop's going to claim it. But did Jacobs get the final touch? It doesn't really matter. The ball's in. And Porter have levelled for a second time in the opening 12 minutes of this second half. Sheffield Wednesday 2. Curtis find one of them. Challenge comes in to Piggott. Piggott to look for Bishop. Bishop! 3-2 Portsmouth! There's no question who scored that one! It's Colby Bishop! A debut to remember! An emphatic header! And Pompey have turned this game around! Sheffield Wednesday 2, Portsmouth 3! Well, I said about stressing the opposition when the ball came to Curtis. He had stretched them. Defence was stretched. And the ball came in. Bishop, as we've seen him do plenty of times, have got himself in between two centre-halves. Perfect crossing for him, and he's buried the header. Prepare to defend this. They lead by three goals to two. In it comes from Bannon to the wards, the penalty spot. Header is one, loose in the box. Deli Bashiru scores! Pulsating opening day of football in League One here at Hillsborough. It's finished Sheffield Wednesday 3, Portsmouth 3. I think there was um, yeah, a lot to be really pleased with, a lot to be really proud of, and that bodes well for the next 45 games. There's a lot of people who are still forming relationships, and if we can come to a place like this and put on a performance like that, when they do click and when we get together, there's no reason why we can't do very well this year. So Lincoln in all black with red trim will go from right to left. Portsmouth, usual home colours, first time we've seen this new home kit. Referee today, who's got this one underway, David Rock from Hertfordshire. As the ball goes out down on the near touchline, loose in the penalty area. Not dealt with, Jacobs wanted to get a shot away. Suddenly that was closed down, driving to the dead ball line. Now the cross comes in, and Tiggett knows he's got to tap in if Regan Paul doesn't stretch a right leg out and put it behind for a Pompey corner. First corner of the game, Pompey nil, Lincoln City nil. Right footed in swinger to come from Jacobs, puts his right hand in the air. Here comes the delivery. See the Jitsik charge box, header on by Morrison over the bar. Got there, didn't get the contact he wanted. Lovely ball from Jacobs, that's a wonderful pass. Ogilvy, early ball in the box. Bishop helps it on, chance for Hackett. Great block, still there, over the bar. Clearest opportunity of the game so far. And Hackett lies face down on the ground. He can't believe Poppy haven't broken the deadlock. And there's a few boos around Pratt Park and a bit of frustration at Portsmouth drawing a blank against Lincoln. It's finished Portsmouth now, Lincoln City now. We're really disappointed because we always want to win games here. I think we are a new group and we have to keep trying to work together to get to that joined up thinking and really why I always have that today. Portsmouth comfortably dispatched championship side Cardiff City to reach round two of the Carabao Cup. Cardiff had plenty of possession in the first half, however a mixture of wasteful opportunities. Cardiff have worked this nicely, shooting chance of Fologian, edge of the penalty area, tries to get away from Mingy, too many touches, Poppy try to win it, Card, chance for Campbell, shoots across the face of goal and into the net, but the offside flag goes up immediately and Mark Harris is a judge to have been in an offside position. And resolute defending. Good play from Scarlett, round the outside of his man, Scarlett pulls it back, loose in the
in this penalty area and Cardiff are going to scramble it away. But that was what we were waiting for to see from Dane Scarlett. Although there's danger at the other end as Fologin has got the wrong side of Swanson, who's got back now to defend into the area. Great chance for Cardiff and brilliantly cleared off the line by Ragger. How has he kept that out of the net? White doesn't know either. It's still nil-nil. Took Pompey into the break level. In the second half, a defensive mix-up at the back allowed Joe Piggott to slot home his first Portsmouth goal. Scarlett's going to chase it, but Nelson is there to deal with it. He doesn't deal with it well, and now Curtis will drive in the area. Chance for Portsmouth. Curtis, can he get the shot away? To Piggott, scuffs his shot, but it goes in the back of the net. And Joe Piggott has his first Portsmouth goal, and he'll go and celebrate in front of the Portsmouth fans. Moments later, Michael Morrison was hauled to the ground by Cardiff defender Curtis Nelson to give the Blues a penalty. So Ronan Curtis from 12 yards at the midway point of the second half. Here is Ronan Curtis. Here he comes, scores, slams it home, sends the goalkeeper the wrong way and puts it high into the net. And Ronan Curtis is off the mark for the season. The game was sealed when Colby Bishop crashed home a header at the back post from a corner with 18 minutes to go. Jacobs to send a right-footed outswinging corner. And this is Jacobs taking his time over this one. And he'll send it flat to the far post. And it's being attacked across the face of goal. And it's in! And Colby Bishop's made it 3-0. And surely Portsmouth are heading to round two of the League Cup. It's Colby Bishop. It's Cardiff nil. Portsmouth three. Portsmouth's clinical edge supremely guided them into round two of the Carabao Cup. On to Cheltenham this Saturday for Skybet League One action. Pompey, usual home colours today, will go from right to left in this first 45 minutes. Cheltenham are in red shirts and shorts and white socks. They go from left to right and launch it down the line and Lundaloo's the target. And Lundaloo and Ragger are holding each other's shirts. And it's deemed as Lundaloo committed the first foul. And then he kicks the ball away in frustration and will be the first player to go into the book. If he thinks this is bad from the away fans, wait till he comes to Fratton Park later in the season. To the far post, Ogilvy volleys back across goal. Loose, Pack lays it down. Can Hackett get a shot away? He wants it on his left foot. Instead, he'll get it back to Jacobs. First time delivery, lofted deep to the far post. Morrison nods it down. Bishop's there, and Bishop's put it in the net and given Portsmouth the lead. And Bishop signals to the away fans at the other end of the ground and celebrates with his teammates as Portsmouth strike from a set piece just before the half-hour mark. Jacobs was just making a nice run. If he could be found, he picks it up outside the box. Danger for Cheltenham here. Jacobs into the box for Poppy. Is that a foul? It is. It's a Portsmouth penalty kick. Jacobs has won Portsmouth a spot kick and a chance to make it 2-0. Mm, looked like he brought that one to me there, I have to be honest. Colby Bishop. Smashing it or placing it? I'm going smashing. What are you saying? I'll go place them. Okay. I'll go to the keeper's right. Bishop stepping up, right foot, places it and scores for Portsmouth. His second of the day sends the goalkeeper the wrong way and just rolls it into the right side of the net to make it Cheltenham nil, Portsmouth two. Yeah, clever penalty. I think he just kept his eye on the goalkeeper's movement and was able to place the opposite side to, the, to where he went. As I said, it was a, it's been a good start for Portsmouth this second half. Chelan was just starting to come back into it, but now they've got a got a lead that shouldn't really be a problem to defend. I've said live on air. May down the right-hand side has got two to aim for. Coming into the penalty area, May back on his left foot shoots and Griffiths fumbled the shot ever so slightly, but recovered at the second attempt. 
The final whistle has gone here at Wadden Road. And in the sunshine, you can tell a fair few Pompey players out on their feet. But Portsmouth have beaten Cheltenham by two goals to nil and made it back-to-back -back wins this week. Three games and three clean sheets and no clear-cut chances against, which um, is a real positive. And you know, if you want to be a good team, then you, you have to defend well and you also have to find a way of winning away from home. And it's something that we've focused a lot on. You can tell from some of the moments that we had in the game that when it clicks with us, we could be very dangerous. After a tense start, Portsmouth managed to gain their first three points at Fratton Park this season. Cambridge took the lead from a corner. Michael Morrison failed to clear the ball away, allowing Joe Ironside to sneak the ball in at the near post. It'll go directly into the near post, and it's gone in the back of the net! Oh, wow. How was Ironside converted from that near post corner? Stuck a leg at it, and it's just flown past Griffiths. But Pompey were level right on half-time. Owen Dale floated a high, hanging ball towards the far post, where Sean Raggett was waiting to knock the ball across the face of goal, only to find Colby Bishop stroking home his fifth goal in five games. Cambridge ending the half under the cosh. Ball into the box is over, hit towards Raggett. No, it's not! It's going to go to the net! Colby Bishop has scored! Raggett did all the hard work for him, laid it on a plate inside the six-yard box, and Bishop has his first goal at Fratton Park and put it our level. A second-half Pompey free kick on the right-hand side was floated in. A determined Ronan Curtis, virtually on the left post, got the ball just over the line to give the Blues the lead. With a set-piece opportunity. Yeah, slightly better in the corner as Larry whips it in deep to the far post and it's dropped by Meetop and it's found its way in, has it? Goal given! Portsmouth have scored and Ronan Curtis is claiming it. It's a goalkeeping error from Meetop. No need for goal line technology for that one. The assistant referee gives it. Cambridge tried playing out from the back but were caught in possession by Colby Bishop. He elected to pass to an open Michael Jacobs. And they've lost possession and there's danger here with Bishop in the area. Bishop, the chance is there for With Flair, Portsmouth dominated by scoring a fourth goal. The ball was worked out wide by the midfield, only to be crossed back into the box to find Conor Ogilvie, who slammed home. Hackett down by the dead ball on the right side, just outside the penalty area. Crossed to the far post. Ogilvie's there! Ogilvie makes it four! What a second half showing from Portsmouth. Portsmouth four, Cambridge one. A pleasing comeback from the Blues will give fans a real sense of optimism ahead of another home game with Bristol Rovers this weekend. We've been working hard on the training pitch. It's five unbeaten now and we're gelling together really nice, but we've just got to keep going. It's still early days, but we take that win into Saturday now. Anyone that lived Fratton Park on Tuesday night would have known how hard we had to work to get into that place in the game. So, um, yeah, nothing for granted. We know that every game in this league is incredibly tough and we also know that we have to be at our very, very best if we want to get on the right side of it. We finally got a squad that resembles that 2017 squad who we could be proud of and the Portsmouth fans can connect with. The Cowleys said three transfer windows and we were a bit sceptical about the third transfer window, but my God, they pulled it off and this just rides this wave of enthusiasm, this wave of positivity and that bit builds momentum. If you can build enough momentum, you go into every game thinking, do you know what? We don't care if you're going to score one past us because we're going to put two, three, four past you. That's the kind of positivity that you can build and I think this squad has got it in abundance and that is a top three, dare I say it, top two side. We are ready to get this one underway here at Fratton Park. Oh, as a late challenge on Thompson who's holding his left leg, it's Whelan who's gone in and he's going to be spoken to and Thompson down in some pain and you've got to fear that this is a, a broken lower leg for Thompson. 
and I think Thompson is going to be taken straight to hospital. Jacob prepares to take this right footed out swing. Adele comes near post towards Ogilvy! What a header! Third goal of the season for Connor Ogilvy! Sean Raggett has got Marquis for company. He's given the ball away, and there's danger here, and there's a great chance for Collins, and he's equalised for Bristol Rovers, and an error at the back from Portsmouth has cost them. And Hackett will drive forward. It's good from Hackett. He wants to shoot. Saved. Second ball. Piggott's there. Piggott goes down. Is that a foul? Yes, it is. And Portland have got themselves a penalty kick. Piggott's got hands on hips. Two yards inside the penalty area. Here comes Piggott. And he scores. Piggott could be away here. If he can find a way to get to the ball to Scarlett or to Dale, they're in. Has Scarlett stayed on side? Dane Scarlett shoots. Dale heads it home. Trust me, within a short period of time, we'll be ahead of Portsmouth. They're playing 4-4-2, the Cowley's sound. Don't take you where you need to get to. We have two tough away games now, Newport and Port Vale. You want to try to stay unbeaten throughout the week. That's the challenge for the group. Portsmouth's Carabao Cup adventure ends where it started in southern Wales. The Blues were under the cosh early, but responded with a Ronan Curtis counter-attack to take the lead. It wouldn't last long, though. Evans would restore parity after a well-worked move down the left found the striker in the area who slotted past Griffiths. If Larry can look up, Scarlett's onside. It's a two-on-one for Portsmouth. What an opportunity. Curtis has got Scarlett with him. Curtis scores. Portsmouth lead. Newport on the attack down the left, just outside the penalty area. Ball across from Collins. Loose in the penalty area. Great chance. Pompey would punch back again. That man, Ronan Curtis, with his second of the game. This one, a peach for finish, drilled into the top corner. Chance in the middle for Curtis, into the net. A second for Portsmouth. Second half goals from Wildig and Waite would be the difference. And cup specialist Newport dumped Pompey out on home soil. Attention now turns to the league for the Blues and a trip to Port Vale. Portsmouth are top of League One as they went six unbeaten in the league with a 1-0 win away at Port Vale. Goal for Portsmouth. Can he get the shot? away he can and he'll score his first senior goal it looked like he'd overrun it but Scarlett was able to force the ball in the back of the net that was coming for him he's been brilliant since the, the moment he walked through the door really humble lads real great attitude and obviously his ability speaks for itself an unoffendable second half secured the three points for the Blues ahead of a difficult run of games in September and special mentions must go to Marlon Pack who made his 500th EFL appearance and Sean Raggett who made his 150th for the Blues. Next up, Crawley away in the EFL Trophy. Pompey made 10 changes going into the game, but Crawley made it 1-0 when James Tilly was brought down cheaply in the box by Joe Piggott. Powell steps up, hits the bar, and it goes in. It was Clark Robertson who got the Blues level on the 74th minute, heading home from a corner to secure his first of the season. Down into the bottom corner, and Clark Robertson scores his first youngster Dane Scarlett who then gave Pompey the lead showing his Premier League quality after coming on loan from Spurs neatly creating and finishing a chance from outside the box nice ball from Minogue to Scarlett Scarlett turns away from a challenge shoots and scores an excellent goal Dane Scarlett bringing Premier League quality to the EFL trophy and he slides on his knees and celebrates in front of the Portsmouth fans Pompey have turned it around Tilly was again brought down, this time by Owen Dale, and the score moved to 2-2. Romang steps up against Holloway, Amy, and scores. Lifted into the corner. 
Penalties decided who would get an extra point, but misses from Dane Scarlett and Kieran Freeman ensured despite sudden death that Crawley got the extra point. Pompey returned to Fran Park on Saturday in a huge top-of-the-table clash against Peterborough. Pompey in their usual home colours will go from right to left as we look at things at the back of the south stand. Oh, Morrison's got to be careful here, and Peter avoided it in the penalty area, and a chance for Clark Harris, must be a goal, Marriott scored! Shocking error at the back from Michael Morrison, and Pompey find themselves behind after just four minutes. Thompson plays a poor pass, and Portsmouth get away with that one, but as he said, it's sloppiness, it's giving the ball away, but now there's an attack because Dale's got all kind of space for Portsmouth, up towards the penalty area, only Kent to take on, two step-overs, cross to the far post, Curtis, how's he Robertson on the left-hand side, sends a good ball into the penalty area, and it's into the back of the net, and Dane Scarlett has equalised for Portsmouth, it's been coming, a lovely near-post header, the makeshift left-back with a wonderful delivery. This is good play from the Peterborough captain, into Marriott, chance for Marriott, and he's missed, and he's missed a glorious chance to make it 2-1. Nice ball, Karoma controls this one perfectly. Scarlett wants it played in behind. Karoma now finds Scarlett in the area. Danger, Scarlett, short goal! Dane Scarlett! That's brilliant! A brilliant header, and now a great effort with his left foot. And he's turned this game around. Porter 2, Peterborough 1. Five League One wins in a row for Portsmouth. They aren't top of the table anymore, but they have come from behind to defeat a side. Do you expect it's going to be a major promotion rival? I think it's a really important win. It's never been a mistake. It's always in the response, and I thought the response from the whole group was magnificent, and, and also the support as well. It's probably as loud as I've ever heard Fratton Park when Peterborough scored, and that, that says everything, and it means so much to the players, and I think it allowed them to retain their belief. It allowed us to stay on method. Michael Morrison will know he's made a mistake today. He's experienced enough, but as you said, at times last year, the response wasn't good enough to go in behind, but that seemed to not be the case today. No, I think we've got character, I think we've got metal, I think there's, there's substance within the group and I think the supporters are really connected and I think all of that together, it really helps. Ten days on, it was a slow first half for the Blues who struggled to break down a side bottom of the League One standings, leading to a goalless first half. The deadlock was broken though just before the 60-minute mark as Sam Hughes' own goal gave Pompey the lead from across. This is well worked, pack across the face of goal and it's into the back of the net! Oh, goal. Great play between Ogilvy and Pack. Burton Neil Portsmouth won. Ariel skips past two towards into the penalty area. Danger for Portsmouth. Adam Ager in the box. Shoots. Scores. But the flag is up for Burton. And the goal will not count. Pompey's lead was then doubled through a high-quality close-range finish from Colby Bishop with four minutes of normal time remaining to take his tally to the season to five. Ogilvy on the right wing to Dale. Now the chance to get the cross in. Whipped to the near post and a brilliant finish from Bishop wins the game for Portsmouth. Portsmouth sits second in League One and their opponents on Saturday, Plymouth Argyle, sit just behind them in third. Burton's not an easy place to go on Tuesday night. Like, you know what you're going to get from the, the aggressive team. Uh, they tested defensively, but I thought we stood up to that well and I thought we got control of the game second half and probably deserving winners in the end. I thought, yeah. They say the harder you work, the luckier you become and that's kind of how we try to live. And yeah, we've had a good start and we've got some momentum and, and some confidence as a consequence and yeah, long may it continue. After a disallowed goal for both sides, it was Josh Caroma on his first start in a Pompey shirt who finally opened the scoring, firing shot into the front end goal on 41 minutes. Caroma's away from his man into the penalty area. Caroma shoots! What a goal!
then two second half goals in five minutes led to Pompey being behind. Plymouth have got to the dead ball line, across the face, and it's into the net, an own goal by Sean Raggett, who's diverted it past Griffiths, trying to put it behind for a corner, and there's a chance for Plymouth, and it's 2-1! did seem lost for Pompey until a frantic last few minutes led to a red card for Brendan Galloway, meaning a throw-in and cross from Joe Morrell could find the head of Rico Hackett to score the equaliser into the fourth minute of added time. He's gone short to Morrell. Morrell drives into the box, stands it up to the far post and it's in! And Pompey have equalised! Rico Hackett! A lovely header! Definitely put into the far post! The pressure towels! It's Portsmouth 2, Plymouth 2! controlled the game for most of it. We had a lot of chances, probably should have been 2-0 up at half-time. I think we're in a good moment and I think a lot of the boys will be leaving unhappy to not have got a win today. You know, when you get punched on the jaw, you have two choices, don't you? Either go down and go under or you get back up and you fight. And as a collective, the players on the pitch, the supporters in the stand, we did what Pompey people do well and we fought and we found a way. I think Danny Cowley's instilled in them that it's all about the squad. It's not... Yes, we've got some classy individuals there and they'll be goal scorers. You know, Colby Bishop will get 20 goals for us plus but last season I looked at the bench and went oh okay this season I look at the bench and go oh okay nice one and that's what this season has got to be all about we can't be just reliant on 11 plus a couple of decent subs it's a squad of 18 on a match day whatever it is and uh, they'll all play a part it wasn't to be seven wins on the bounce in the league for Pompey but they did keep their unbeaten run intact as they drew two all with Plymouth Argyle in a dramatic clash at Fratton Park Pompey remains second in League One with a two-week break. Next up, they'll travel to Ipswich and Pompey Live will be back on the 1st of October from 2 o'clock. So that is the story of the season so far. It all started just under two months ago with a thrilling thrill draw at Sheffield Wednesday and we've seen some pretty exciting stuff since as well. There is potential to be a massive season ahead for the Blues who are not in action this weekend with both them and scheduled opponents Bolton Wanderers having enough international call-ups to have the game postponed. A new date for that meeting at Fratton Park has yet to be announced. I'll be back after the break where I'll be introducing Tom and Alex onto the show to help review the events of what we've seen so far from Danny Cowley's side. So don't go anywhere and keep it 93.7 Express FM for the continuation of the Football Hour. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a Stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM.
A very good evening and welcome to part two of tonight's edition of the Football Hour, supported by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app now from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to find your nearest stop and prepay for your journey too. You join us here on Express FM for analysis of Pompey's 2022-23 campaign so far. Only 12 games have been played in all competitions so far, but believe you me, plenty to talk about. And alongside me this evening to do just that, first and foremost, I'm pleased to welcome Tom Malley back onto the show. Tom, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Yeah, good evening. It's a pleasure as well. A little bit of uh, confusion with the, uh, the the signal there, Tom. I hope you've been able to sort that. Uh, it's not been a bad season so far, has it? Plenty of time remaining, of course, but plenty of reason to be t- uh, to be cheerful, Tom. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, way way above many people's expectations i'd imagine but um you know at the same time i think a lot of people would have said well you haven't played too many of the good teams so far but we've played three of them now and um you know look where we are so i think uh critics have been answered and um, i'm just excited to see what else is to come yeah absolutely so and alongside myself and tom until seven o'clock it is a pleasure to welcome alex fletcher back onto the football hour alex great to have you here mate Hi, Jake. Thanks very much for having me on again. Uh, Alex, what has been your favourite moment of the season so far? There's, there's been quite a few of mine, but what, is, what would be your pinnacle so far that's made you think, oh, do you know what, this could be it? Oh, that is that is a really tough question. Um, I, I did quite enjoy the uh, the 4-1 home win against Cambridge. Uh, I think under the lights, the atmosphere was particularly special that night. And I think we'd, we'd shown perhaps in some of the opening games the real possibility that we had a really good squad and some of the quality that we could have shown. But what was really positive in that game was, was we went 1-0 down, we didn't let our heads drop and we came back and, you know, you think at sort of 40 minutes, you know, last season we'd be thinking, oh, this could easily just go on and on and on, we can get frustrated and lose 1-0. I put four goals past them in, in, in the latter stage of that game. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved, um, particularly the fourth goal, Ogilvy's finish. Mm-hmm. That's the moment of the season and I'm hoping for many, many better moments, of course, but um, yeah, it's been a great start, but it's just... Keep keep our keep our heads on. Let's just see where it takes us. There's a long season still to come. Definitely. Uh, and as Alex has just mentioned there, Tom, yes, nine games in the league so far, unbeaten, six wins, three draws, and, and and many critics would say, well, you know, who have you played so far? But we have played some very good teams, or on paper, who should be strong side, who should be at the, that end of the table next season. You look at Sheffield Wednesday, that three all draw on the opening day of the season, the two one victory over Peterborough, the two all draw with. Last weekend, we've come away from those matches unscathed. And yes, it would have been nice to get a win against Plymouth last week, but we're still unbeaten and we're still showing very good signs of being a side that could maybe fight for a top two place come the end of the campaign. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think up until up until September, we uh, Sheffield Wednesday had really only been a side to look at and think, um, you know, one that's going to be one of the top ones up there. But since then, we played Peterborough beat them, uh, drawn Plymouth, obviously. Um, and, you know, we could have played Barnsley and this Bolton this weekend in that time had um, had both games not been postponed. So, you know, we could be looking at a different story. However, you know, we've proved that we've, uh, we can compete with the bigger fish um, in this league. And, um, you know, it gives me all the optimism to think that we can, you know, why not come, why can we not go all the way? Mm. An email here from uh, Dave in List. Thank you very much for getting in touch yet again, Dave. Says, hi, Jake. Don't you just hate weekends without a game for Pompey? Yeah, I do, Dave. They're pretty boring. Uh, England and the Nations League offer no consolation for me, continues uh, Dave on the emails. As for the World Cup in the middle of the season, do not get me started. Anyway, back to Pompey. 21 points from nine league matches is a very respectable and acceptable total so far. But with a few other big hitters in the division, I can see the total for the promotion 
position places being high this season. It's a start uh, that we will need to maintain. Encouragingly, our discipline seems fairly good, which always helps, although I don't feel we have been all that lucky with injuries to date. Hopefully, we will have a clean bill of health ready for Ipswich next week. Fingers crossed 2022-23 <coughs> will be uh, our year. Six seasons in League One is more than enough. Play up Pompey Dave in the list. And Alex, plenty to really you know, digest from that email alone from Dave, a regular uh, contact from the show uh, throughout the football hour over the last couple of seasons. Thank you, Dave, for getting in touch. Um, we'll start off with the discipline because you highlighted it in your previous point about how maybe in, in previous seasons we'd go into the final 30, 40 minutes of a match with a slender advantage or, or chasing a game and we wouldn't be able to either find a way back in it or even hold that lead and we would be frustrated <coughs> against... You know, no disrespect to the names, but the likes of Accrington and the Bristol Rovers of the division, the teams who you should be beating if you are going to be competing for promotion. But this season does seem to be different. We've been frustrated by Bristol Rovers at Fratton Park, Cheltenham away from home, where we were defeated last season. And we've come away from them not looking entirely spectacular, but with the three points. And I think it's not just the wins. It's not just how we're playing, Alex. It's just that we are getting the wins from these different sort of circumstances. Yeah, exactly. And there's also no surprise that in so many cases this season, we've been able to come back and, and, and take points. You know, we were, you know, 1-0 down, 2-1 two, one, uh, two, one down at Sheffield Wednesday, obviously 2-1 down at Plymouth the weekend. Bristol Rovers pulled it back. We went behind against Cambridge. We, it, we've just shown belief and you, you can almost feel that in the crowd, actually, that you go 1-0 down you or you can see the equaliser. There's still a belief within the fans and within the players, it seems, that we are going to get back in the game. And and the heads don't drop. There's no kind of, as you say, lack of discipline. It's it's really, it's really really positive to see because that's the sign of a good team that can, you know, there's going to be setbacks. It's going to be individual errors. In fact, I think the majority of the goals we've conceded this season have just been sort of sloppy individual errors rather than a poor collective team um, sort of team performance. So it is massive and it is really really important that that maintains throughout the season. Uh, and again, as you say, yeah, we've, we've picked up some, some scrappier wins, as you could say, as well. You can't win every week playing brilliant football. The most important thing is that you win. And hopefully then you play good football alongside that enough that, uh, that that gives you an increased chance of winning. So that's what we've done so far. And let's hope for the remaining 30 or however many games are left that we maintain that. Mm, absolutely. Um, 81400 is our text number. Blues fans tuning in from back home. If you'd like to get your thoughts across to the panel this evening between now and 7 o'clock, uh, you can send your text to 81400 to start those with the word express. You can email into sport at expressfm.com. You can use Twitter and include at expressfm within your tweets or head over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey live and, and again Tom just really going through uh, the email from Dave and another um, great point is in regards to the injuries we've not had the greatest of luck when it comes to injuries in particular Joe Rafferty uh, one of the most recent sort of victims of that 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 injury sort of not crisis Pompey are having but we are being played with a few of them this season however again as we keep mentioning don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. We are very early on in the season, but nine games unbeaten to start the campaign, second in the division. We've had these injuries. We've had these setbacks, but we are, again, still finding a way through it. And that shows the quality of the depth within the squad compared to maybe even the, you know, the previous five seasons altogether. Yeah, you said it there. It's, it's the squad depth. Um, when Thompson got injured, it wasn't a... Uh you know, the, the worst thing in the world in the sense of, God, who on earth is going to replace him? You know, you looked at the squad and you think, well, there's a number of players that can come in already. And that's the biggest thing about this season already. Um, it, yeah, the squad depth is just is just amazing, to be honest, compared to what it has been previous years. 
And that's why there's just so much confidence around this team. You know, even when Danny <coughs> changes for Papa John's trophy games, you still look at that side and think that side could do a job in League Two. Um, and it's a, it's a really comforting uh, comforting thing to, you know, to experience when, when you look at our squad. And, um, you know, we've been unlucky with, with injuries. I mean, Lowry's, Lowry's picked up one now, but there's hope he can be back for Ipswich. But, um, yeah, I mean, the squad depth's there and that's how we're going to cope with it. Yeah, and there was uh, an update on those injuries uh, from Danny Cowley this week and this is a report from one of our good friends and colleagues uh, Pepe Lacey from the Portsmouth News who also comes on the Football Hour from time to time to discuss all things Portsmouth Football Club um, this season um, Danny Cowley has been handed a bit of a boost in regards to those injuries to Tom Lowry, Joe Rafferty and Michael Jacobs all back in training and uh, Tom Lowry's hamstring injury that sent him off in the first half of that game against Plymouth last weekend. He was replaced by Joe Morrell. That is looking likely to be a very minor one. And we do hope that he is back for the game against Ipswich, which is coming up a week tomorrow. Of course, the Blues not in action this weekend. Their uh, scheduled match against Bolton Wanderers at Fratton Park called off due to international call-ups. And as Dave mentioned within his email a few moments ago, it is an international break at the moment. England take on Italy this evening at San Siro in the Nations League. That kickoff is coming in just over an hour's time. They then take on Germany on Monday uh, for another Nations League tie. That is at Wembley Stadium. And as a result, Pompey fans, a little bit of a spoiler, but Footballer will not be here on Monday due to A, the lack of Pompey games going on at the moment, and B, I will be at Wembley to watch that match. So no Footballer Monday. We will be returning again on Friday to preview Pompey's trip to Ipswich. That is the next game for the Blues next Saturday at Port. Portman Road. Okay, after the break, I'll be reintroducing both Tom and Alex back into the conversation to continue discussing what has been a pretty decent season so far for Pompey. I will also be previewing a big game for the Pompey women. This Sunday, they take on the Crawley Wasps in the FA Women's National League Cup. That is being taken place at Fleetlands, and you can hear all of the unmissable action right here on Pompey Live, a special edition of the show from 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. But we'll come to more on that a little later on. Don't go anywhere and join us again for the conclusion of tonight's edition of the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, or just enjoying late-night bus rides... From 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back for the final time tonight to a football hour here on 93.7 Express FM. Supported, of course, this season by Stagecoach across the South. Head to their website now, stagecoachbus.com, for more information on what you can do in and around Hampshire and the South Coast, how you can get from A to B the easiest way possible. Stagecoachbus.com is where you need to visit. Joining me this evening to talk all things Pompey and discuss what has been uh, a pretty solid start to the season so far, Tom Malley and Alex Fletcher. Alex, we'll come back to you first and foremost before we get to a few more messages on social media. Um, We have discussed what has been 
a pretty entertaining season so far for Pompey. We have already alluded to the fact it is early days, it is September, and we have previously mocked the likes of Plymouth Argyle in the past for getting too excited at this stage. So we're going to stop it there. Have there been anything this season so far, Alex, that you could maybe put a little bit of a negative spin on? And that's not meaning to deliberately dig anything negative from the season because there's no need to do that whatsoever. However, with still a large period of the campaign still to go, is there anything that's maybe concerning you slightly that might be the cause of maybe a little bit of a downfall later on to come? I wouldn't say there's anything that's, that's sort of suggested a downfall. I just think that perhaps sometimes that the, the back four is a little bit unsettled, whether or not they operate uh, as a unit. Uh, so obviously you've got certain players like Robertson now sort of being deployed as a fullback. Ogilvy switching sides from his from his natural side. Uh, the centre back pairings have changed just a little bit. There's there's a, perhaps a little bit of a, an unsettled nature of that back four. And if I mean God forbid if if Marlon Pack were to get an injury because he's been such an influential player for us this season, he also provides some steel and and, and some support to that defensive line. So. There's been a few individual mistakes. Individual mistakes will happen throughout the season. I think, you know, Raggett and Morrison have both made an individual mistake each, from what I can recollect. But, you know, we, we've shown that we can come back from those positions. And it, it's very, very... I find it's not easy, but it's easier to improve your team when you're playing well because you don't have a big crisis, you don't have a big problem going on. You just think, OK, we're doing really well, but we can improve one or two of these things. Everything else that we've been doing in certain areas of the pitch has been fine. Don't need to look at improve those. If it comes to it, we'll come to it later on in the season. But... That hopefully should make the whole process easier. If there was anything remaining in the uh, transfer budget for January, I don't think that we would really need to go out and buy loads. But perhaps another centre-half, just to, to bolster those numbers, would be really positive, assuming that there could be some injuries going on as the, as the season progresses. Yeah, Tom, w would you agree with that? It looks like a pretty decent squad so far, and I'm sure I can speak for many Pompey fans when I say it's been a very good transfer window and very pleased with the incomings that uh, have arrived at Fratton Park. But would you agree with Alex in saying that maybe in January, if there are some funds to spend, maybe bolster uh, the, the, the defensive ranks in particular, heading into the second half of the season to ensure that we can get over the line and achieve what we've been doing, you know, trying to achieve for so long? promotion um it depends on injuries i mean if we are out of both the patrons trophy and the fa cup early doors um and it's just the league to focus on i don't know if it's worth <coughs> finding <coughs> we have a fully fit squad um obviously if there's injuries then yes absolutely bringing players to cover them but um you know with, with regards to what alex are bringing in another center back um only if we need to you know, and I'd imagine it would be a loan. Otherwise, I'm very confident in the squad depth we have. Um, the only maybe slight issue I'd, I'd say is just whether Danny can settle on his back four. I know, obviously, he's been playing Ogilvy out of position um, at right back. You know, Robertson's a natural centre-back. He's been playing at left back. Um, you know, once he sort of gets gets the players... Well, I mean, obviously, Rafferty, Rafferty's normally there, but he's injured, which is fair enough. But, um, yeah, the only thing would be that and, obviously, individual mistakes that we've seen from Morrison and Raggett. Um, no, there there really isn't much to, for me to worry about at this, at this point, I must admit. And, and speaking of Conor Ogilvy, Alex, uh, pretty impressive start to the season. He's had already three league goals and contributed to plenty of attacks as well um, in the meantime. So it's not just a defensive sort of aspect, but Conor Ogilvy is really shining so far this campaign, but also going forward. But but also really highlighting again what, what's just been mentioned there, that it's not just at left-back he can play, he can, can't just play centre-back, at right-back filling in for the shoes of Joe Rafferty, who has been injured the last couple of games, and he doesn't really look out of position, does he? Not at all, and, and perhaps I would revise my statement and then say that perhaps it's a right-back just for sake of cover for Rafferty, because we've seen mm. that as we've lost him, <clears throat> you don't have a natural replacement. 
But Ogilvy's been fantastic. The only thing that's concerning is both having him and Dale on that side as left footers. You don't really see as much running to the byline and whipping across him, which is where a few of our goals have come from this season. So it's important to perhaps have a, a right footer on there, either in the right wing or the right back position. But I mean, to ask that of somebody who's you know who's already <clears throat> been employed as a centre back and a left back in his Pompey career to then just go on and, and, and play on the right hand side, it's not natural to him. He has slotted in brilliantly and he's done such a fantastic job. He he drives the team forward, he links up with wingers. I think with the exception of, of Marlon Pack, perhaps, he's been our, our player of the season so far, Ogilvy. I think he's been and he always has been really, really strong and consistent. I I cannot remember him having too many bad games and he contributes with goals. I think he's he's one of the ultimate professionals of the team. I think he's a, a great asset to us and you know, obviously we would like Rafferty back, but it's you know, it's not a bad uh, Bad replacement for that position at all. No, not at all. Uh, Mockers on Twitter. Fabulous coverage of Pompey so far this season from Express FM. Thank you very much, Mockers, for that comment and great commentary from Andy Moon and Guy Whitcomb as well. Yes, certainly can get on board with that. Thank you very much, Mockers, for getting in touch. Rob on the text has uh, said, what a great start to the season. I do think Pompey are material for a potential top two finish. Thank you, Rob, for getting in touch there as well. If, like those two, you'd like to have your say between now and 7 o'clock, just under 10 minutes to do so, not long to get your texts in, Pompey fans, or your tweets, or your emails, or your posts on Facebook. 81400 is our text number. Start your messages with the word express. Email sport at expressfm.com. Tweet using at expressfm. That's on Twitter, of course. Or you can head over to facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Let's have a quick sneak peek at what's been going on during the international break so far. It's only really just kicked off. However, a few of the Pompey players and a few players linked with the club have been in action already. Joe Morell, of course, playing for Belgium, for Wales yesterday, rather, not Belgium, uh, coming on as a sub in the second half alongside Gareth Bale. Uh, Joe Morell came on uh, to uh, try and see out the game against Belgium, but they ended up being defeated by two goals to one. He'd thought he'd given away a penalty against Kevin De Bruyne, but VAR actually ruled it out and decided that it was actually a great challenge from Joe Morell and not a foul. So, yeah, very well done to Joe Morell, despite the defeat, of course, against a very, very good side in Belgium. Um, Alfie Bridgman, I believe he has been in action uh, for Malta, their youth academy, and uh, he's got a cracking goal. Um, I believe that was earlier today against Scotland, so great for him to bag a goal for the Malta Youth Academy. And, of course, Dane Scarlett joins up with the England under-20s, and Josh Griffiths was on the bench a couple of nights ago for the England under-21s. Of course, didn't come on. Goalkeepers very rarely get subbed on, so unfortunately didn't feature for them. But a few of the uh, Pompey players have been in or sort of near the action uh, for their respective countries so far during this international break. And we'll provide another update next Friday on the next edition of the Footblower. Um, just to summarise then, um, Tom, decent start of the season, keep mentioning it. Where do you think Pompey now are likely to finish? We keep saying, yeah, look, we, we might get the top two. Are we maybe thinking too far ahead or, or does that ultimately have to be the aim if we're going to get promoted? Because the playoff is such a lottery. I'm still a bit on the fence about whether we can finish in the top two. Um, see where we are at Christmas, and I'll, I'll decide then. But definitely playoffs. I think there is absolutely no reason why we cannot get them. And I think if we didn't get them this season, it would be an absolute tragedy. Um, travesty. Um, but there's no, yeah, like, there's no reason why we shouldn't be finishing in that top six this season. Uh, automatics is incredibly difficult to get. Um, you know, 46-game season is incredibly long. But, um, yeah, playoffs, absolute minimum for me. And I've seen enough to suggest that, you know, there's no there's no doubt we can get them. Yeah. 
Okay, Tom, Alex, thank you very much. We'll be joining back up with you guys in just a few second, a uh, few moments to round up tonight's edition of the Football Hour. But Pompey Live not returning to your airwaves quite the same this weekend as it normally would. We won't be on air tomorrow, of course. No men's game uh, on Saturday. The game with Bolton postponed due to international call-ups. But Pompey Live will be returning on Sunday from 1pm. That is because the Pompey women are in FA Women's National League Cup action. They take on the Crawley Wasps and that is being taken place at uh, Fleetlands FC in Gosport due to uh, Wesley Park being taken up. Unfortunately, the women were supposed to have a an away trip in the league but of course that rescheduled due to the cup competition so they take on Crawley Wasps at Fleetlands and we'll be covering it here on Express FM from one o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Robbie James will be presenting the show with commentary coming from myself and Henry Deacon but before we come on to really look ahead to that game let's take a look a little bit of a closer look at Sunday's opponents for Jay Sadler's side. The Pompey women are in FA Women's National League Cup action. They take Take on the Crawley Wasps. There may be no men's game this weekend, but there is a match for Pompey women. Cup action awaits for Jay Sadler's side at Ledgery Lane. Pompey Live, this week's opposition. The Blues start their new league season unbeaten in the opening four matches, securing three wins and a draw. They were, however, defeated and in rather controversial fashion too by the London Bees at Wesley Park last weekend. Ria Vies bagged the only goal of the game in the second half after kicking the ball out of goalkeeper Hannah Horton's hands before slotting home. A foul that was not given by the officials. It's time for a distraction now, though. The National League Cup returns, and it's Crawley Wasps who serve as the opponents. Manager. Crawley are currently managed by Dave Cole, who was appointed on a permanent basis in September 2020, having represented the club on an interim arrangement through pre-season. Cole had previously been Wasps' assistant manager ever since his initial arrival at the club back in 2016. Before moving to Crawley, he had held various positions across the women's football pyramid, including being the director of football at Lewes and a scout and then Millwall Lionesses. Cole also has experience coaching men's football, spending time with Eastbourne United, AFC Uckfield and with Dean. One to watch. Former Pompey women's midfielder Tash Stevens is our one to watch this weekend. The winger made the move from Portsea Island to Crawley midway through the 2019-20 campaign and has been with the club ever since. She found the back of the net against Pompey in a 3-1 win for Crawley Wasp towards the end of that same season. And a fun fact about Tash, she once hosted the Football Hour on International Women's Day back in March 2019 on Express when she was joined by Pam Wilkins and Eric Colborne on the evening. So far this season, Tash Stevens has been known to wear the number 15 shirt for the Wasps. Top scorer. The Wasps have found the back of the net on just three occasions so far this season, with all three goals coming in separate matches from each other. Phoebe Merton, Aisha Swaby and the aforementioned Tash Stevens have all contributed to scoring for Crawley so far this term, all with one goal under their respective belts. Current form. It's not been the most comfortable start for the Wasps. Failing to win any of their opening four league matches, Dave Cole's side consequently sit bottom of the Women's National League Southern Premier Division. They have just two points to the name from a possible 12 in the opening four matches, following stalemates against London Bees and Bridgewater 
United. In between those stalemates, Crawley were heavily defeated 6-1 by Milton Keynes on the opening day and most recently suffered a 2-0 loss away at Plymouth Argyle last weekend. He will advance to the next stage of the National League Cup. The Pompey Woman or Crawley Wasps. All of the unmissable action on Pompey Live. Yeah, really looking forward to that one on Sunday afternoon live from 1 o'clock at Fleetlands FC. Pompey Women taking on the Crawley Wasps in the Women's National League Cup. Uh, all of the action here from 1 o'clock and kickoff is at 2 o'clock. OK, and yeah, what a great start to the season it's been for the women as well. Unfortunate on Sunday afternoon just gone. They were stung by the bees, the London bees, that is 1-0 at Wesley Park. Rather uh, controversially and unfairly, you could say Hannah Horton having the ball kicked out of her hand uh, by Rhea Vies before poking it in the back of the net. That the only goal of the game to separate the two sides after what was an unbeaten first four to the campaign. However, still in a very solid position. Second in the uh, FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division. They take on bottom side of Crawley Wasps on Sunday afternoon. Tom Malley and Alex Fletcher, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you both on the show this evening. Tom, thank you yourself for, for joining us. It's been it's been great to have you. I'm sure we'll hear from you again in a few weeks' time. Have a great weekend. What are you up to in the absence of Pompey? I will be keeping a keen eye on uh, Plymouth versus Ipswich on Sunday, mm. I think. Uh, see what the outcome of that is. Um, and other than that, probably uh, just waiting for Bombay to play again. <laughs> Absolutely. Same as many, I believe, Tom. Alex Fletcher as well. Thank you very much to yourself for joining us tonight. Have a great weekend. Hope you've got something exciting planned. But uh, nonetheless, I'm, I'm sure we'll see or hear from you again in a few weeks' time. Thank you very much for joining us tonight, mate. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. Thank you both once again to Tom and Alex for joining us here on the Football Hour this evening. Thank you to Stagecoach Across the South for supporting another brilliant show of the Football Hour this season. So, Pompey Live, not back tomorrow, back on Sunday from one o'clock for Pompey Women versus the Crawley Boss. Cut competition awaits. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Well, no game for the men's this weekend. However, the Pompey women are in action as Pompey women take on the Crawley Wasps in the FA Women's National League Cup. We will be covering the game here on Express FM. Myself, Jake Smith, Robbie James and Henry Deacon will be live for all of the unmissable action this Sunday afternoon from 1. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. So there you are, your next fit football fix here on Express FM Sunday from 1 o'clock. Pompey women take on the Crawley Wasp. OK, coming up on Express this evening, Connor Mosley is right back after the news at 7. You are invited as a VIP to Portsmouth's biggest party on a Friday night. Express floor fillers is here right the way through until 11 o'clock this evening. Saturday looking a little bit different due to the absence of the Pompey men. Of course, the football hour will be replayed at 4am. If you're up bright and early, do listen back to tonight's show if you missed parts of it or if you've only just tuned in you missed tonight's show you can listen back to it from four o'clock tomorrow morning here on express fm alternatively i will be uploading this as a podcast to both the apple and google podcast apps and the express fm website just visit expressfm.com forward slash podcast in around about 30 minutes time to hear 
back this evening's show. Adam Jenkins is back with that uh, weekend early riser between 5 and 8 on Saturday morning before Ian McGuinness takes over with Saturday breakfast. Lily Park is back as usual between 11 and 2 before the victory is with Ian James between 2 and 4. The local music show returns with Mason Jordan from 6 through until 7 and then of course from Sunday don't miss it for Pompey Women take on the Crawley Wasp at Fleetlands. Myself, Robbie James and Henry Deacon with all of the unmissable action as Pompey Live returns from 1 o'clock. Until then, Pompey fans, have a great evening, have an enjoyable weekend. Take care, stay safe and play out Pompey.